ready to jump in God's word. Uh, Luke, turn your Bible to Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. I am ready to preach. I got Shannon. got my back. We might just have church. I bought a B3 organ in my luggage. We might Jericho march. I don't know what we're going to do. I'm just joking. But turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 8 verse 1. And I love this passage of scripture because this passage of scripture gives me hope that God can use anyone. Not just God can use anyone. I like to say it this way, the urban way. God can use everybody. Come on, somebody. Look at the person next to this. God can use everybody, even you with your bad breath. God can use you. It says Luke 8, 1 through 3. He, who is he? Jesus. Jesus continued according to plan. That is significant. It was, a, it was the plan that it was set up this way. From day one, it was set up this way. Jesus continued according to plan. What did he do? He traveled to town after town, village after village, preaching God's kingdom, spreading the message. Come on, somebody. He had a kingdom message. And I love, it starts to explain who was with him. The 12 were with him. What 12? The 12 disciples. The 12 who were called from fishing for fish to fish for people. Who else was in Jesus or was with Jesus? It says there were also some women in their company. Somebody say their company. Like half of y'all said it. There were some women in their company. Somebody shout their company. Who had been healed of various evil afflictions and illnesses. Mary starts to describe the one, Magdalene, watch this now, from whom seven demons had gone out. Doesn't that encourage you? <laughs> that if somebody with seven demons could be in proximity of Jesus, that you can be in the company of Jesus. It also says, Joanna, the wife of Chusa Herod's manager, and Susanna, and I love this, along with many others who used their stories, who used their history, who used their testimony, who used their considerable means to provide for the company. People's Church today, for the next few minutes, I want to preach to you from this topic. In the company of Jesus. Come on, somebody, look at the person next to him and says, in the company of Jesus. In the company of Jesus is hiring people to help him do miracles. He's hiring people to help him be the tangible hands and feet. He's commissioning everyday, ordinary people to be in this company of Jesus. Man, I'm so glad that we are out of quarantine. I'm telling y'all that, you know, my quarantine was a little bit different because I can cook. Some of y'all who can't cook like oodles and noodles, you're like running out. Come on, somebody. But I have a shopping, I don't want to call it addiction. Let's call it a hobby. Come on. And during the quarantine, I, I, I started to fill my time with Amazon. Come on, somebody. Just bring, getting stuff to the house that I really didn't need. Don't judge me, y'all. Don't judge me. Some of y'all, any of y'all got that hobby? Come on. That's a hobby. It's not... It's an anointing. Come on. <laughs> and so I got excited because boxes during the quarantine would, would show up. And then my wife also, it kind of leaked on her. She, uh, this hobby is contagious. And, and all of a sudden, every day, boxes are just showing up at our house. And, and you couldn't leave the house. So it was an event. I got excited 
when I heard the truck coming up the driveway, y'all. Amazon was so busy, we became friends. Uh-huh. Boxes just showing up, and I have the ring doorbell, so when, you know, it's at the, when he's at the door, he, 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 I could see my friend, come on, somebody, and I got happy, and, and I got used to it, and we got, I would give him water, and I would, you know, give him a sandwich, come on, somebody, uh, uh, and we became friends, and this Amazon guy had the Amazon uniform on. He also drove the Amazon truck, and here's the deal, like, I started getting so many things delivered, uh, uh, and I believe other people had the hobby that I had, that about, about a month into the quarantine, I had ordered some more stuff, and, and the next, it wasn't the same guy. He was driving an Amazon truck, but yet he didn't have the Amazon uniform on. And I was like, what's up? And I had to decide, you know what I'm saying, if he was there to rob me, <laughs> come on, y'all or fulfill the order that I had placed. And so he came for a few days, and, and I told y'all I have an issue, and, uh, uh, and still the next month, uh, it was a complete different guy, and he, he didn't have the Amazon uniform on, uh, uh, but he also didn't have the Amazon truck. And he came, come on, to my house to deliver some boxes now, pause. I'm saved, sanctified, redeemed, and I, I do know how to lay hands, but I also still know how to throw hands. Come on, somebody, just in case something is going to go down. And then about a month later, this next guy didn't have the uniform on. He didn't have the culture of Amazon. He didn't have an Amazon badge. He showed up to my house in a hoopty. Now, let me give you an urban definition of hoopty. That's a really bad car. Come on, somebody. And I started thinking about, I asked the guy, do you work for Amazon? He said, yes. I said, how come you don't have the truck? How come you don't have the uniform? And he said this, the demand of deliveries are so great that Amazon started using ordinary every day unmarked people can I tell you people's church that the demand of freedom that the demand of liberty that the demand of forgiveness that the demand of the gospel of Jesus Christ is so great that no longer do you have to be called a disciple of Jesus to walk with Jesus God is using ordinary everyday broken people that ain't got it all together could it be you ain't got to be a pastor to deliver generational blessing to your family. You just got to be available. Oh, isn't it like us that when God wants to deliver something to the city of Oklahoma, that, that he's not just using the, the, the building of people's church. He is using the people who carry the church on the inside of them. I came to let you know that church doesn't start when service starts. That church starts when service is over. The church sat down and ate a steak last night. The church stayed in a hotel last night. You were the church coming to church to do what? To pick up deliveries that need to be delivered all through 
throughout the city of Oklahoma. If your family needs forgiveness, God wants you to be in the company of Jesus. Come on, look at the person next to you and says, I'm hired. You're hired. You're hired. I don't know where you got fired from, but in this company, you're hired. What company? The kingdom company. Oh, I work for the, the kingdom company. Your natural boss gives you a paycheck, but your spiritual boss gives you purpose. I'm in the kingdom company. I, I ain't got it all together, but God is using me as I go. God, God come on, somebody. Some of y'all still working on your testimony. But God is Usually, I just want to talk to Seth for a second to the people who haven't dotted all their I's and haven't crossed all their T's and have been struggling. I'm letting you know you may not be where you want to be, but thank God you're not where you used to be. And guess what? When you lay your head on the pillow tonight, you can say, oh, my God, today I got hired to change the world. I am in the company. Jesus, the kingdom company. Kingdom, that's not King James' word. Every time I hear the word kingdom, people are like, well, they get, they get nervous. Where does that word come from? It comes actually from Genesis. When God created us, mankind, he said, be fruitful, multiply, and subdue, and dominate. That word kingdom is broken down into two words, the king's domain. In other words, today and yesterday, Football teams, they, they pray the prayer. They said, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy, thy kingdom, what? Come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So the kingdom has a location that God is trying to get it to a different destination. The kingdom came from heaven. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Heaven is not a place that you're just going to go to when you die. You can actually have heaven right now. Heaven can show up at your job. Heaven can show up in your car. It is the atmosphere of heaven that comes to earth. That's why we worship, because what we're doing is we're saying, God, here we are. We want your presence to come and invade earth with heaven's atmosphere. Well, how do we do that? Be fruitful, multiply, subdue, and have dominion. It's when the company of Jesus starts to colonize earth with heaven's atmosphere. It's when ordinary, everyday people start to give their testimony, start to say, I ain't got the uniform on. I don't know all the words to the song. I don't, come on, somebody, I don't know if I've been in church. To, uh, 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 you know, maybe you've been in church three days, but you, you know you are hired in the kingdom of God. You are a part of bringing heaven to earth in your family. This Thanksgiving, when they say pass the potatoes, you can look at them and say, I'm also passing the kingdom. Come on, somebody. 
You see, you pass, you work for the kingdom when you forgive people that don't deserve to be forgiven. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to step on nobody's toes. I'm telling you right now, the kingdom, the reality of God, when you pray, don't mess around and say, God, uh, the Lord's prayer and think it's just a cute little prayer for a football game. It ain't a cute little prayer. I'm, God just has this way that when somebody needs a delivery, he'll deliver you first, come on somebody, to then deliver them. God will say, guess what, today, come on, you've never door dashed, but if you, if God has done, let me, let me pause right here, let me pause. Has anybody got a testimony that God has done something amazing in your life? Is there a single person? Is there a married person? Is there a young person that if you look back over your life, you can see God's resume at work in your life that you can say, if it had not been for the Lord God who was on my side, I don't know where I would be. Somebody else died in the car accident that you came out without a scratch. Somebody else lost a mind, but God still has you in your right mind. Somebody else is depressed, but you made it through. Why? Because God wants to use you to bring deliveries to them. Huh. Somebody put your shot. I'm in the kingdom. I may not be your choice. But I'm a boss in this church. I'm just not in the mailroom. I'm the CEO. He calls me a royal priesthood. Y'all don't understand. I got a desk. Come on, somebody. I got an office. It's called Earth. The kingdom. That was his plan. Do you know that God always uses people? To fulfill his plan? Always. He, he, he's so God that he can snap his fingers and break the generational curse in your family. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying? He's so powerful uh-huh, that he can restore your sexual past. That's how amazing God. God is so amazing that he can completely obliterate racism. He can snap his fingers, unity. But he doesn't do it that way. He uses us. I wouldn't even be my choice. Is there anybody that can't believe that God uses you. No, 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 no. Maybe you got it all together. Maybe you're, you don't have my story when you said you'll never do it again and did it again. Maybe you have the pedigree, I don't. But this morning, I just woke up with, I can't believe with all my history that I'm allowed to be a part of your story. I know it's early. I know it's the first service. But I'm, I, Pastor, I, I'm kind of of the mindset that if my history went up on this screen, y'all might run out of here. Is there anybody that's grateful 
for grace and mercy. No, 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 that's not gratefulness. Is there anybody in the room that's grateful that his mercies are new every morning? That God's best day today is his worst day tomorrow because he outdoes himself every single day. Every day you wake up, grace. Every day you wake up, mercy. Everywhere you wake up, there is a new beginning. Mary? Hold on. Someone who had seven Demons in the company of Jesus helping him do miracles. Yeah, any of y'all got that uncle in the family that you just try to make sure nobody interacts with? Any of y'all got that family member like, hey, you don't say nothing, you're gonna mess all this up. Like, any of y'all got a, a, a child, it might be a child. Hey, you just sit there and be quiet. Don't set it off today, all right? What? Peter? In the company of someone who would deny Judas? In the company? John's anger issue? In the, what? Joanna? Joanna was rich. So some, so some people think that, you know, that Jesus only uses poor people. It's harder for a rich man to get through the eye of a needle. He, she was the wife of Herod's financial officer. You mean God can use somebody who looks like they play for the other team? Looks like they work for the other company? Come on, somebody. How many of y'all done done some dirt? That's how we say it. I, no, no, no. I, no. I know just for a second. I don't want you to go back long. Just for five seconds, you were a professional sinner. Is there anybody? Come on. I raised my hand. I used to be a professional sinner. I knew how to sin and come to church and look like, hey, oh, I give myself away. Hey, I used to know how. I used to know how to do it, but something got a hold of me one day. The prayers that my great grandmother prayed over me that says you are called Jeremiah, you are set apart, and I put the words in your mouth. Can I tell you that God uses anybody? And Uri, Uri. Watch this now. There is one, not one moment of your past that God doesn't use. I can't believe that me and Irene do marriage ministry. I couldn't stand her seven years ago. I always tell people we've been married 22 years and it's been about the best six years ever. You use us? Pastor Herbert, what I've come to find out is that when I'm real with my pain, 
His strength is made perfect in my weakness. He makes it all work together for his good. Can I tell you right now? The thing that hurt you the worst, as you get in the company of Jesus and he heals it, it'll be the most powerful anointing in your life to make deliveries to people who experience the same pain today that you experienced yesterday. Pastor, what's my purpose? Look towards your misery. And God has this way of turning your greatest misery into an amazing ministry. If you'll just get real and say, I'm in the company of Jesus. Number one, how do I get in this company? You got to answer the help wanted ad. Now, I'm, I'm of old school. I, I, I used to you look for a job in a newspaper. Where y'all at? Come on, somebody. There was no phone. There, you couldn't open your beeper. Come on, where y'all at? And, 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 and find a job. Then they had this thing called monster.com where you would go on and you would put all your skills in. And then somebody on the other end would then uh, qual qualify you or disqualify you based off of their needs. But Jesus doesn't do that. It says... In Matthew 4, 18 to 20, one day Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee. And he saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter and Andrew, throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. Jesus called them out and said, come, follow me, and I'll give you a new job. I'll use your natural skills and add super to it. I'll use your practical gifts and add purpose to it. You don't have to be in full-time ministry to work full-time for Jesus. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. What I'm trying to tell you is God will use you at that job where you can't stand your boss. Uh-huh. You got a bad boss, huh? Mm-hmm. How many of y'all got some issues at work? Just raise your hand. That's just some issues. Like, there's some stuff you're trying to work through. What you have to realize, you're not there for a paycheck. You were on kingdom assignment, and many of us have quit because we don't realize that the people who are troubling us, God sent you as an Amazon, to, oh, y'all, without the uniform, without the church, to make a delivery of freedom, to make a delivery of peace, to make a delivery of joy. So you can't go back with an attitude and say, I don't know why I got this job. You can't fire yourself from an assignment from God. Help. Want it. Let me say it this way. Just because you got free don't mean you finished. <laughs> I'm good. Look what the Lord. Come on. Look, hey, Tata. Look what, the, look what the Lord has done. Church is like the pep rally. Church is like the training camp for you to go out and change the world. We, let me help you. Church is not a building on a block. It's a city on a hill that cannot be hidden to lost people, to broken people, to addicted people. Y'all, when I was 16 years old, one year I had seven W-2s. 
That means I quit six jobs. Come on, somebody. In a year, one year, I just couldn't stand the situations. I was, if I got uncomfortable, I quit. If I didn't like you, I quit. If I didn't get a raise, I quit. If there was a party, I quit. So uh, my last job was at, when I was 16, was at Taco Bell. Come on. I'm talking about the old school people that know what Yokato Taco Bell means. I'm talking about old school Taco Bell. I'm talking about Taco Bell when it first came out when the meat was actually ground beef. <laughs> I was back there cooking, you know, 16 and, and uh, you know, doing my thing. I brought some spices from home. I'm creative. It was the best Taco Bell in there. Y'all don't hear it. I had some accent and some hot sauce and some adobo. Come on, y'all, where y'all at? Just, just, they were like, man, this Taco Bell hits different. Yes, it does. I'm the cook. So one day I was there, and it was a slow day. Manager came, and he said, hey, y'all, it's slow. He started sending people home. Sent the cash register people home. Sent everybody in the back line. It was just me and him. I wanted to go home. There was a party that night. Come on, y'all. I had to work. I was the only one, just me and him, because it was slow. He's like, should we close early? He said, no, nah, we're going to stay open, just me and you. We'll, we'll just be here. We'll just talk. I don't want to talk. <laughs> I want to go party. And then it was a Sunday. A church bus pulled up. Mm -hmm. Now, just for the context of this story, it, it, it was a church bus, a black church. Come on, somebody. Now, they had been in church all day. No, see, in my city, it's, it, 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 I'm talking about all day. And, 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 and the bus was full, and, and people came out with hats, and people came out. Come on, y'all. You could tell they had been in church all day because they was hungry. I could just tell. The problem is, is there was about 60 of them on the bus, and there was only two of us in the restaurant because they had let everybody go home. And I saw this great need. I saw that people had an appetite, and I was supposed to deliver. And so, because the need was so great, I did what a good 16-year-old boy would do. I took off my uniform and walked out and said, I quit. This is going to be too much work. Can I encourage you that there are some people in your family and some people at your job and some people in your neighborhood that have an appetite, but we got too many Christians, God-fearing people walking out on the call of God because it's difficult, walking out on the call of God because it's hard, walking out on the call of God because it's not comfortable. Could it be that your whole entire household is not saved yet because there's a part of your heart that has walked out on the call of God today? Jesus says the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Is there any people in the building that said today I'm getting my job back? Today I'm stepping back in the great commission. Help, wanted. Help, who needs help? That you may be the only church they ever see. Number two, hands open. Man, I, 
Everybody look at your hands real quick. Come on, come on, come on, look at your hands. Come on, go with me, go with me. You see, some of your hands are ashy. Look like you've been juggling powdered donuts. Come on, somebody. Somebody pass some lotion down the aisle. Come on, somebody. Those lines, those fingerprints, nobody else has them. There is not another you. The anointing that you have is unique to you. The calling that you have is unique to you. The gifts that you have are unique to you. Nobody else can do what you can do. Nobody else can say what you can say. Nobody else has the anointing to break the stronghold in your family but you. It ain't the church. It ain't the pastors. It's you. Breakthrough is in your hands. Freedom is in your hands. Somebody's joy is in your hands. God is just waiting for you to put your life in his hands so he can put a calling in yours. How do I know? Because there was a little boy who caused the greatest fish fry in history. In Luke 9, this little boy got up that day. His mama packed his lunch. Come on, y'all. He had two fish, four biscuits, and an extra one. But somehow, I often wondered. Now, theologians would say that it's not 5,000, it's 20,000, because they only counted men. And the average family was about four. And I'm not a mathematician, but I would think that's about 20,000. How? Does a little boy get noticed in a crowd of 20,000 people? Is he tall? Especially without a uniform. You know how he got noticed? He lived an open-handed life. I have a philosophy. I have a culture that's unique to me. Y'all can start playing. I have a gifting that's unique to me. Here it is. If you live an open-handed life, God will keep your hands full. <laughs> that's what I love about the power of the local church. The anointing is greater than a Sunday morning. The anointing is 
when you get the message, when you get the lunch, that you take it out and you live open-handed. Here's a word. Here's encouragement. God says he wants you to be the tangible hands and feet of Jesus in his hands. Breakthrough is in his hands. I want to prophesy for a second pause that at this Thanksgiving, that healing is coming to your house because you, when you serve forgiveness, nobody has to say I'm sorry because breakthrough is in your hands. Somebody's family's coming back together this Thanksgiving. Somebody's marriage is coming back together this Thanksgiving. Somebody's kid who has been wayward is going to show up and say, I don't know, but something drew me here. What it was is there was a job application that went out that your waywardness, that God wants to use your story for his glory. Can y'all stand with me at every campus? I believe that the time is coming that God is raising up a generation of people that says, I am in the company of Jesus. I'm telling you, your best days are ahead of you and your worst days are behind you. You ain't, matter of fact, go ahead and push on the person next to you and say, you ain't seen nothing yet. God is going to use you. God is going to restore you. God is going to send you. God is going to purpose you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Last one, I'm done. History accepted. Now, I used to be a headhunter. Where I met my wife is I'm a technical recruiter. I found jobs for computer consultants. And we used to source resumes. And I remember when she walked in and I was, you gonna work for me, come on somebody. You look good, girl. You wanna be in my company? So I know a little bit about this. History is unique. Because when you got seven W-2s, nobody wants to hire you. Because you ain't faithful. You ain't been there long. You ain't, you ain't stayed. You didn't got out some stuff when it got hard. But in the kingdom, history doesn't get you fired. History gets you hired. And some people in here are like, you don't know my past. I got too much stuff going on. I got too much. God is in the business of using Paul's, who had a whole lot of history, who using Rahab's, who had a whole lot of history, who's using Noah, who used to be a drunk, who using David, who fornicated and had committed murder. But God has this way of using your history. There's an army rising. Come on, put your hands up and sing this with me. There's an army. There's an army. Come on, people. Rising. Church, at every campus, God is going to use your history. You are in the company of Jesus. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. To break every chain. To break every chain. I hear the chains falling off your family. I hear the chains 
falling off the city. I hear the chains falling off the church. I hear the chains. I hear the chains of addiction falling. I hear the chains of depression falling. I hear the chains. Oh, I hear the chains of suicidal thoughts falling. I hear the chain. Is there anybody that can hear what I hear? Does anybody can see? Because if you can't hear it, you can't see it. I hear the chains. 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 Come on, prophesy that. Shannon, sing what you were just saying. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I hear the chains falling. Woo, I can't do that. Come on, come on, come on. I hear the chains falling off my life, off my family. I hear the chains falling. Now I want to show y'all something. Shannon, come over here with me. Those aren't notes that he's singing. That's a story he's singing. And when he sings, every part of his history gets covered in the blood. And when he sings now, the breakthrough that he's experienced in his life, it comes on your life because he is in the company of Jesus. Now watch, sing it again, sing it again, sing it again. I hear the chains falling. Somebody's getting set free right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, God, God, that you use us, God, that you sanctify us, God, that you redeem us, God, that you set us free. 